All right, ladies and gentlemen, a very special episode. We usually talk wrestling figures here. We're, we're veering off course just a little bit. I have a special guest here. We're going to talk about the Batman, the newest movie to hit theaters. Uh, dive into it. Give you our our favorite parts, our least favorite parts. What we think about the series going forward. I have uh, he is in Vengeance. He's uh, Robert Rudman from Mattel, and our good friend, former former guest and current guest of the podcast. What's going on, man? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Phil? Not much, man. Uh, we, uh, I, was, I was polling people in the group, uh, our Facebook group, to see who had seen the movie, and I saw you popped on. I know you're a, uh, in a former life, you were a, a comic book guy uh, in, in the industry, so I wanted to have you on here. Still am, yeah. yeah. I know. I remember asking you. I was like, I was like, uh, like I love taking my kids to see uh, to see comic book movies. And I was like, should I take him to see this? And was like, and you, no, you specifically were like, not your kid's age. And I really appreciate you filling me in on that. Yeah, I don't think, do you, <laughs> do you agree though? I mean, I don't think you, they would have, you know, it definitely was on the darker side. I mean, your kids are what, 10, 10, 11? No, five, five and eight. My five oh, year old's no. about to turn <laughs> six. Yeah, no. So okay. like, I, I'm like, you know, borderline or multiverse of madness, but this Batman, I might like wait another year or two for my oldest one to go see it. Yeah. I brought my son's turning seven actually in a couple of, uh, on St. Patrick's day. So, um, he's, Oh, that's what my youngest birthday is. Oh, that's nice. Crazy. Nice. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, it's, it's going to be great when he turns 21, man. March madness, his birthday and St. Patrick's day. I'm on the same day. scared to death. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a blackout <laughs> situation. So, um, yeah. So I take I've taken him to see the both the Spider Man last couple Spider Man movies and those are kind yep. of the, the right speed. So if you're listening to this, we are going to spoil the movie. If you haven't seen this, pause it now and come listen to this after you've seen it. So just right off the bat, we're going to get in depth with you know what happens in the movie and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But um, without doing that, I just yeah I just think it was a little bit darker uh for for kids that age. I think probably ten or eleven. If you're listening to this, and you want to bring your kids to it. There's just it's just a very who not not gruesome murders but very saw very very uh-huh. seven esque and we'll get into kind of the uh the the character of the riddler and, and all that stuff but um g- give everybody, a lot of deaths yeah a lot, a lot of, of deaths a lot of deaths for a batman movie <laughs> give everybody your background um from from working for diamond comics and and what you collect and, and all that kind of stuff outside of the wrestling realm for on comics um i mean i my comic book reading days go back to middle school. Um, I was more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but I still always kept up with the DC stuff, especially from working at Diamond. Um, when I was working at Diamond, that was like in the hush days, um, which is still one of my favorite Batman stories. You, you of course, have got like uh, Dark Knight, not Dark Knight Returns, but Dark <laughs> 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 or, or not the sequel to that one. Um uh, Long Halloween is one of my favorite Batman. Uh, Arkham Asylum is one of my favorite Batman uh, trades. Um, you know, this movie, it felt like they finally cracked the code of like what a Batman movie should be. Um, we've, we we kind of got like touches of it in earlier Batman movies, but this is the one where it felt like everything that you could possibly want out of a Batman story. It had for me, it kind of like had the tones of the animated series in all the best ways possible. 
I think so. Just the the grittiness of it, and just the direction they take with uh, the character being more of kind of a detective, um, really focusing on the know. world's greatest detective angle. Yeah, which I like. Um, I'm just gonna run through the, the just the kind of plot, and we'll stop in certain spots uh, just really quickly. And, and anything you want to touch on, I love how the movie opens up. Basically, we don't we don't get the origin story of Bruce Wayne turning, you know, his parents dying and turning in. It's just basically plopped into it's Halloween. Batman is a thing. And literally everyone is scared. The the people that live in Gotham are scared of him, but more so the, you know, the criminals. And I just love, you know, you have to see this movie in a dark in a theater. I don't think I don't. Don't you agree? There's there's no way watching this on TV is going to do it justice. I, I I love the uh, yeah no I completely agree on that and I love the opening also because it really got into the idea of Batman striking fear into Gotham the just the idea of him being everywhere even though he can't and he and he said it he's like I can't be everywhere at once but just the idea of me being there the fact that I could pop in at any moment and in that opening scene there's like four or five different crimes that are happening in the alleys and um you kind of get a sense of like which one is he going to pop into he could pop yep. into into any single one so just like this it, it, it's it's a year one kind of feel okay and 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 you really get that off of the bat he's still trying to figure out this balance between batman and bruce wayne and um his legend in the city you feel like it's like jet it's like it's really fresh like he he's the sense that i got is he started tackling crime around the city and there are these people who are who are mugging who are mugging people who are destroying property um but the sense that i got is that riddler is the first big super villain that he's needing to tackle and this was like his big mm. oh moment like the, mo- the like what kind of monster have i created yeah yeah good call uh, back to just the opening scene i love the like you said there's there's multiple crimes going on there's you know at one point one of the guys is spray painting something i forget it's like city hall or a, a bank or something and the spray can goes into like a dark spot and you're almost squinting to see is is a Batman there? And the, you know the guy is just frightened by this. It's just a dark hallway or something. It's just a very well shot, very well done. And um, I just love that the Batman doesn't come out of like you know he's not jumping down or scaling down or you know he's basically it's almost like Inglorious Bastards where the guy is the bear Jew is out and in, in, yes. in, in, down in the hallway and just hear that banging <laughs> is like you know whatever suit he's wearing it's just like his feet his feet stomping so loud that you know he's coming and this you know this gang of people trying to mug this guy are just all like you know half frightened half ready to take him on but I do love the ominous like. You know he's he's a scary character and 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 for 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 multiple reasons and uh, I think it was just really well done. It was just like um, a cool. Let's talk about that bat suit when he comes out because that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, like you saw the you, you saw the difference in height between mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne and Batman when he's in the suit. You kind of see like the armor plate uh, in almost like every single bat suit. You kind of have got like a little bit of you know. There, there's something wrong with it. This one, it was obviously not the classic bat, bat suit. Yeah, yeah. It, it it felt like a lot more grounded, and and the bat suit itself also felt kind of like year one. Also, totally armored up. Um, 
he didn't have like a voice modifier like like Batfleck. He um and 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 the the voice that he used was like it wasn't as exaggerated as the Bell. Yeah, I liked Batman. it. I liked it. it. It was more along the lines of Keaton almost, where it was just more his 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 own voice, kind of just at a deeper tone instead of like that's the one thing I didn't like about Christian Bale. It just got to the point where he was kind of a almost a caricature of himself with the voice. It was just distracting. Yeah, I mean the Nolan verse Batman movies are probably like the the better ones um, up until this point, but 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 it still had a couple of things where you were like, uh, that's just kind of not sitting. That's sitting a little bit cheesy. Like uh, Bale's voice is kind of you know become like a the the joke of yeah. Of, those are the things uh, you remember. The series. You know some of the lines yeah. he delivers. Um, yeah, the suit is cool. I like the. I don't know what it is on his arm. It's almost like like long needles or or something like. Uh, I don't know what it is on his wrist. Kind of like a wrist guard, like a quarterback would wear. But yeah, it's, I, I I I think that's where his like weapons okay. were so because he because he like tased the dude. Oh yeah, sure. in that first yeah. in in that first scene. So I yeah. think that's like. like it it probably was like some form of shield some form of like his his weapons he really looked like stacked to the gills and then the the scene where he's saving the guy from being mugged i mean he beats the shit out of a guy and just like five shots (laughs) like where the the theater basically shakes it's so it's such a loud visceral like pounding it's like yeah this guy is not to be fucked with basically um but yeah i can see the suit eventually like and, and then when he goes down, those like two shots, those like two extra shots for good luck. I was just like, God yeah. damn! Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very uh, interesting. Uh, you know, introduction to the character. And what do you think about the? I think it was only for the first hour or so. Uh, the narrating from from Batman. I guess it, it kind of someone ha- you have to do that. I guess at some point to 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 put us you know where we are in the story you know of of what the city's going through and how long he's been doing this kind of like i thought it was well done and they didn't overdo it i agree uh i really liked it a lot because it had it gave it a very uh noir feel um almost like uh if if you've seen sin city how they had like Mm -hmm. the mar voiceover to kind of get that noir feel it had that plus there was that little bit of extra character development behind it because like you said he's doing the narration as batman he's not doing that narration as bruce wayne uh so so we'd switch from there we eventually see the riddler in someone's house turns out to be someone that the mayor of the of gotham city uh ends up murdering him and then we get the first kind of reveal and this is how you kind of also know batman's new at this is where the you know all the police officers are basically you know calling him a freak says you know they don't they don't want him around and by the time, you know, the Dark Knight in those movies, he's kind of working hand in hand with the police, basically. Um, James Gordon. This was, the, this was the first time, like they always called like, oh, Batman a freak. This was the first time when he like walked in and I really felt like I get what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like he really, he really does feel like a freak in this. Like yeah, if because this was real it, life and somebody was doing this, everyone would just make fun of, you know, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have respect for him right off the bat. You'd be wondering what's wrong with this guy. Yeah, yeah, total lunatic, just kind of like wandering into a wandering into a crime scene. Um, it, it it gave it um, it, it had that uh, it it made me uh, un- feel that connection of like how all the characters from Watchmen mm-hmm. were inspired by Batman, yeah. who were all also like these like masked freaks who uh, whose society also 
uh, turned away. Like they always said, like Batman's a mass freak, but he felt larger than life. This one, he felt very grounded. I do love there was a scene, and I, I think I was the only one that really chuckled in the theater. That there was there was one cop in particular, um, a guy with like a mustache. I don't even know if he had a name, but he was right at the doorway as as uh, Batman was about to walk in. It was just like you know calling him a freak. And then later on, I think it was at like one of the viewings for the for the guy who passed away. He saw Bruce Wayne. It was like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, it was just like yeah, it's almost like the guy <laughs> from Spider Man that like hates Spider Man, but you know hates Peter Parker, but loves Spider Man kind of thing. It was like yeah, yeah. Man. What did you think? I mean, there wasn't too much. There was a couple jokes in this movie that really were not almost puns. I don't know if they were jokes, but um, it was almost completely devoid of any kind of like hum- like le- brevity. It was just a very heavy movie. Like, do you do you? I mean, I love the movie. You sound like you love the movie. I, I could have used a little bit more of that. I mean, it's very nitpicky, but you, I mean, we had that you know with with Alfred a little bit. In you know the last trilogy, what what do you what do you think about adding a little more kind of yuckety yucks you, to it? Um, I, I think we get that so much with like superhero movies yeah, nowadays. Yeah. You know, when, when I saw when I saw Man of Steel, I felt that very much. Like I was like, this feels just like so devoid of humor. Like it just has an overly serious tone. But also, that's Superman. This is Batman, so I feel like it can get away with having like a bit of a heavier tone plus since he was like since riddler was going around like this saw jigsaw like serial killer um i i didn't necessarily i i didn't miss it um i I think it's mainly because you don't have a lot of like citizens that or just normal people that bruce wayne or batman are interacting with like you had uh Lucius, whatever his name, Lucius Fox from from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Wayne Enterprises. Like you had different people that could be like just kind of playing off of his, you know, character. And really, it's just him and Alfred. And Alfred is not. I mean, he's in the movie for five minutes, maybe of the three hours. He's really a very minor character, which I, you know, could use a little bit more of. I, I love. I'm a big Andy Serkis and, and fan, but I loved Andy Serkis as as Alfred. I was like, what a great choice. Yeah, what a great choice for Alfred right there. Well, let's let's go into the cast because when I when I saw this, I don't know if you've ever seen In Bruges with um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah, yeah. love that movie. Made, so good. Made me a huge fan of his. And then he did the um, uh, Detective. What's uh, I don't even know the Detective show on HBO. I forget the name of it. True, was, was it True Detective? True Detective. The he, one was, that... he was good on that. And just, I mean, I've always been a fan of his, and he doesn't get really the, the credit. I, I really liked him in this part. A little over the top is kind of like a, almost like a De Niro, like, gangster character. What did you, what did you think of the him playing the Penguin? I wasn't a big fan of the Penguin just being kind of like a lackey character I, um, i'll be honest i didn't even know that was colin farrell really? <laughs> I was like trying to no it's, it's, it wasn't until the end unless you I, look I, it I up that, you yeah you can't tell i mean it's amazing I, I i knew that uh rob pattinson was in it and i thought that he did fantastic mm-hmm. um Zo- zoe kravitz was phenomenal as selena kyle's catwoman and i thought this was a much th- this was my favorite version of catwoman uh that i've seen i will always have a special place in my heart for michelle pfeiffer of course yeah um uh, but you know that was like a very cartoony version. Um, so I didn't know John Turturro was in it. And I love John Turturro. I love him. Too, I, had no, too. I had no idea that um, that uh, uh, that uh, that that was Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and um, I, I really it, it allowed me to like enjoy the character 
a lot more. I was like wondering where they were going for it. And that was another cue where I was like, I think this is year one because Penguin is um, like a, a, a sub boss now in the, and he's, he's not like the head cheese. So this is almost like his now in they have a place to go with him where he could kind of uh he he could kind of take off yeah um i uh i uh who who else who else I mean, was in it that uh we have oh, to paul, spend, paul, paul, yeah. paul dano of course steals the movie man <laughs> i mean just an amazing performance and just he he creeps me out anyway he's done some really weird movies it just has like a real like i forget the movie he did where he was basically he killed somebody and took their identity um with uh, I think Angelina Jolie was in it, but he he's just a, a perfect casting in this. He I mean when he's in the diner at the end of the movie and basically gives himself up, um, it's very reminiscent of of Seven. I mean this whole this whole plot. I mean mm-hmm. it's not, not a bad thing. That movie is freaking twenty five years ago. So to remake right. you know any any aspects of that movie, it's it's a cool way to put a superhero twist on it. But um, I was like, oh, this is a dumb ending. Like he's just going to give up. But you know it just goes on a totally different path from there. But some of those videos when he was on, you know live streaming you know everything he was doing just seemed like you know just so well done a complete like creepy serial killer vibe from him so he i mean he every time he was on the screen it was just awesome and i mean this is like jumping towards the end uh uh, but i really enjoyed the twist about how batman's final fight wasn't against the main villain himself because like the riddler said he's like i'm not physical you're physical it was against what he had created and all of these lunatics with guns who were trying to, who were trying to just like rain bullets down. It was, it was a thug fight for Batman and it was a really tough one. That was a final battle. And, uh, and you don't really see that that often. Yeah. And it kinda, that, that's, that's usually a starter fight. That's not a, that's not an end fight. And they did true. it great. Yeah, they did do it well. And it was very like, you know, when you kind of put the pieces together and, oh man, he's kind of built this army of like misfit people on the internet, which is, you know, hits, hits kind of close to home with a lot of the things that happen in our, you know, country now with, with school shootings and stuff. And that was like a little when bit when you're reading the messages of the people in whatever the chat room he's in, it's like, oh my God, man, this is, I mean, not that, not that a superhero is going to happen, but this, this story is something that, you know, it's not too far fetched as sad as that is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely uh, especially kind of like going on the dark web and getting his like followers and stuff like that and very very unnerving in in that respect i love jeffrey wright Uh, i like i always like the um like changing a role like that for someone you know you know from male to female or black to white just kind of you know just kind of freshens things up and makes it different there's no reason it has to be an old white guy like you know from a movie 30 years ago he's an amazing actor and i like that he's kind of you know also you can tell this is you know before things really get going he's not the commissioner he's still the lieutenant um so i don't know if i'm sure all these people have signed on for i guess they're going to make a trilogy out of this so at the end i want to i want to get pick your brain about who's going to be maybe some future villains uh in this world but um just to just to fly through, I really liked. I don't. The one of the things I did not like about the Dark Knight and all those movies, the fight scenes were so zoomed in on things. It was just a a, fl- a flurry of punches, and you couldn't really see what was going on. There was a scene where Batman goes to the the Iceberg Lounge, whatever that nightclub is, and he's fighting guys and basically breaking arms and turn you know turning guns around on people. And it's a great 
orchestrated fight scene. There's not too many fight scenes or like really action scenes in this movie, which is surprising for three hours. But that was a great scene of, you know, just choreographed fighting and him just beating the shit out of some people. Uh, and really, really beating the shit out of some people. Like he did, like he, like that was the thing. It's like, he was like really, uh, he, he wasn't so controlled yet. He was obviously very skilled with the way that he was fighting. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was like taking bullets left and right. Like you're like, this dude needs that armor. Yeah. Usually in Batman, he like takes like a bullet and it's like, Oh, he's armored. This one, he was like, I, I was like, why are they just not? aiming for the one fleshy part yeah his like face brain. yeah just shoot his mouth off or something yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. always weird with batman um so riddler uh, you know he's, he's knocking off people politicians basically you know thinking he's doing the, you know the, the 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 lord's work and that's the the best kind of villain is like the one that really thinks they're doing something good you know it's almost like the the roman reigns where like you know i'm 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 good. Well, you guys need to cheer for me. I'm the best, basically. And and that's you know, the Riddler is basically trying to remove all these people from power that have been corrupt and ruined the city. And you know, and, and affected him personally. And yeah, um, sure. yeah. It was uh, it, it, he starts out with the mayor, and then uh, was it the the uh, the attorney general or mm -hmm. the district attorney, the DA in the DA in Gotham? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, the commissioner. He tries to take out Bruce Wayne himself, and um, and it all leads back to his experience in the orphanage. And they did a really good job about tying it all together and having it all make sense without tipping their hand mm -hmm. too much. Like showing Batman as like being able to figure out these clues really quickly, but still not having the big picture. And the Riddler also having this... Uh, this idea that that Batman and that he and Batman are working side by side. Yeah. That with was, each that other. Was a creepy scene at the end. Yeah. I mean, when he finally catches them, they're face to face and you know, he, he, the whole time he's thinking Batman is on his side. He's even, you know, he keeps saying Bruce Wayne over and over again. You're thinking, Oh man, he knows who Batman is, but you know, he, that's the only person he wasn't able to get rid of. I don't like the idea that, um, Alfred can throw a package of C4 a foot away from him and, and survive a blast in the face. But I mean, <laughs> that was a little, I mean, I just, I figured he would just be dead and that would have been like, not that I wanted to see him die, but you know, if you're going to totally go away from the comics or, or make something totally different, you know, I could see that being the person that leaves. Okay. Now that's his one person in life that he can, you know, confide in and talk to and he loses that person. So, but um, I guess he's fine. He just, I don't know what happened to him. He looked normal in the, the, the hospital room. But um, yeah, that was the only, he, the only he, thing. He put, he, he put on his plot armor before that scene happened. Ah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so, and I also I thought they were going to tie, they kept talking about this reporter that I guess uh, Bruce Wayne's parents had, you know, her dad, his dad had killed by um, the, the mob. And I, I thought the Riddler was going to end up being the child of that person, but that didn't happen. That would have made sense. It would have been a little bit too obvious. But what do you think about this? Is the first time we've really had Bruce Wayne's parents? I guess in the Joker, they were a little. You know, Thomas Wayne was a little bit of a dickhead. But I mean, usually they're the like the good people that were murdered, senseless. You know, just citizens that were trying to do good in the in the city. Um, what do you think about them? You know, I guess Martha Wayne was, you know, committed to an insane asylum or something, and Thomas Wayne yeah, was, was in I'm, bed I'm, with the I'm mob. I'm I'm really curious about what Martha Wayne did. I mean, I, I it, it, they they 
put it in a way where it like humanized Thomas Wayne by being like, you know, Alfred saying he wasn't all good or, or he was a good man, but he made a bad choice, which, you know, is, is, which totally would align with like a, something a, a normal person would do. Yeah. But he said, you know, he's trying, he's trying to protect his wife. What did she do? And what, like in the fact that he needed to get tied in with, uh, with, was it Carmine, uh, Falcone? Well, yeah. Like Carmine Falcone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious about that. I don't know if they're going to reveal that in the future. Um, uh, but, but it was definitely like, it, it, it was, it, it, it was nice that they're not giving everything away. And def- it definitely made me curious for the movies going forward. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a great kind of subplot twist that's, you know, maybe you can answer with another, you know, future villain or something. Um, as much as I liked Robert Pattinson I, and I wasn't too confident in him coming in, I loved him as Batman. Man, I, I'm not sure the direction they go with Bruce Wayne with the uh, My Chemical Romance um, Hot Topic <laughs> hair is really, really winning me over. And I, I, I guess they're trying to do something. Is this how it was in, in in that series of comics? Because I'm so used to Bruce Wayne being the the rich benefactor guy that's, you know, banging ballerinas and you know, spending money and falling into to water, you know. All kinds yeah, of stuff yeah yeah the, the the rich playboy yeah this definitely felt like uh it's definitely felt like a different take on him and also a reason why he felt a little bit younger i let um i, I was I, I was along for the ride it definitely was completely right it was completely different from all these other bruce waynes um i liked some of the details that they had in the be- like in the beginning how he was like he was just so nocturnal that his eyes were having a hard time adjusting to sunlight and he needed to like wear sunglasses. I would have liked to have seen that carried on beyond one scene, like him going to the funeral and having to wear sunglasses, which would have been totally in place. I mean, I guess that they just like want to see the actor's eyes or something like that, but it it was a, it, it was a nice little touch to kind of make you realize that Batman is, is a is a vulnerable human being to like to to these little touches um i'm i hope that we don't get like uber goth uh bruce wayne uh all the way through i hope that from this point on he can um he can kind of develop more into like i like i understand he always needs to be batman mm-hmm. and i think that maybe this Bruce Wayne was still trying to figure out how to separate Bruce Wayne from that Batman. Alfred's telling him, you know, you still have to keep up appearances. So, um, so hopefully in future films, we'll see, we'll, we'll see him do a better job of like maybe fitting into that, um, that playboy lifestyle. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like what I picked up from the movie is like, even at the end of the movie, you know, uh, the Riddler has flooded the city. For some, I don't know why everyone's going to a low arena basketball. You know the the, the MSG arena there, but would be, I feel like that would be the worst place to go during a flood. It was just going to fill up with water. But um, Bruce Wayne, I mean uh, Batman, is is trying to save people that are basically flooded and covered in like debris, and these people are frightened of him. And that was the first time I was like, man, this is. I mean, it's almost like. Bruce Wayne and Batman learned to kind of change. And I'm assuming Bruce Wayne will then become, 
you know, more philanthropists like out in the community doing stuff because that's what the to get make the city better. That's what he needs to do. But what Batman needs to do is is become more about hope than vengeance. And we saw that with the. I guess they were on the, the, the roof of the, the arena and he's helping somebody into a, a helicopter and the person doesn't want to let go of his hand and you kind of see them make eye contact. And, you know, I think, I think it's more about like the, you know, like you said, them, he's, he's new to this and he's still trying to find his way. So, you know, being this vengeful, dark, you know, basically monster is not what's going to help this city become better. It's giving people hope so it's kind of well, cool. and, and and there was all and there was also when uh when the dude on before that scene when one of the riddler's riflemen they were like who are you and what did the guy say he said i am vengeance so that was where batman was like yeah. whoops this is this has gone sideways on me this is not yeah. the way that i wanted it to, to so he needs it feels like he needs to kind of rethink his whole plan um on top of which it's like you know there is the responsibility of not just trying to clean up Gotham, but the family responsibility, the, 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 the Lane foundation orphanage almost being a re- responsible mm-hmm. for, um, or at least in the Riddler's eyes being, um, being strong enough, responsible for, uh, for, for his creation. Um, so in order to kind of like maybe nip that in the bud, create future Riddlers, he's got to make sure that, uh, that Wayne Enterprises is a is is a force of good in the city. I talk. I like the little blood. Like, ahead, I like the ahead. little bloodhaven. The little bloodhaven nod at the end. <laughs> yeah, what's that? That's from. That's when Robin. That's where Robin was. Uh-huh. His origin Nightwing. story. Nightwing. Night. Night. Yeah, that's where night. That that's where Nightwing patrols is uh, Bloodhaven. And they're making a movie of him too, right? A Nightwing movie. Are they? I don't know. I'd I, like to see that. I, don't know. I know they. I, I did some research. They are doing two spinoff TV shows of this movie. They're doing a um, a Penguin show on HBO Max, which I don't know if uh, we're going to get Colin Farrell for that. But they're also doing like an Arkham Asylum type of show. Yes, uh, which is going to be cool. So I do love when yes. they do. I just hope they they cast it well. But um, I do love when they, you know, you can kind of continue the story until the next movie comes out. Um, I talked about it being such a dark movie. I looked at my watch. The first time there was sunlight in this movie was two hours into this. I mean, it was the dark. It rained literally. I don't know if they filmed this in Seattle. It rained literally for the first hour and a half of this movie. Just <laughs> sad, depressing. I mean, I guess that's the vibe they're going for. Even uh, yeah. even Wayne Manor was very depressing. Just old, like big wood walls, and I, I had a hard hard time figuring out like what kind of room they were in. It was a very like old old style house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I'm very excited for that Arkham Asylum one. You know, the DC movies have been like th- th- this is the best one they've done in a long time. They started to pick up a little bit of steam. The last uh, Suicide Squad movie was a lot of fun. For that, it was like you know, a, it, it was a few OKs with a lot of misses. The TV shows have been phenomenal, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got a lot of faith that they can uh, that they can pull this off. Um, that's funny. Two hours and <laughs> before you saw a glimmer. Have, have you seen uh, Peacemaker yet? You've watched Peacemaker, I'm sure, right? Oh, from beginning to end. Uh, yeah, so I love Peacemaker. So yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, we, we see the movie end. Uh, the Riddler's in jail. You know, the city's basically destroyed, and we get a cameo 
from maybe our, I think, the sixth person to play Joker. Um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I don't know if he's... I think the director, Reeves, has come out and said we don't know if he's going to be in the next movie or not. You know, it depends. But, I mean, I don't know why yeah, he you, said why you it, show he, this. But he, he said it was not meant to be an Easter egg. Maybe it'll be in the Arkham Asylum TV show. Joker in yeah. Arkham Asylum. That could, that, that could definitely be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of Jokers. Um, I don't necessarily need to see another one on yeah. the big screen. I'd like to, we haven't, I, when I was leaving the theater with my wife, I said, uh, I said, yeah, I mean, that was the first time we saw Riddler on the big screen. And then I was like, Oh wait, there was Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you forget about that. Cause that's so far from this character. Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> give me some, give me some more villains in the, in the Batman world that we maybe have never seen. You, you touched on hush. Give me some more people like that. That could be, like fit into this world because some of them like you, you, i don't know how you do like a mr freeze and this is such a realistic yeah you know, you can't, like how do you how do you do Clayface? yeah two yeah a two-face i mean two-face i don't think you can do any better than it's already been done um uh oh tommy lee jones <laughs> come on come on <laughs> trying to block all those um, movies you, out you, you know i mean my my so my one of my criticisms of dark knight the the nolan one is that it felt like a movie and a half inside of one movie. And I felt like Joker should have been one movie and Two-Face should have had his own dedicated movie. Yeah. The Aaron Eckhart Two-Face was fantastic. It was um, it was rushed, though. It was a very, like, rushed storyline in that whole thing. It didn't need to be, like you said, it could have been a separate movie. Yeah, they, I mean, but they did get him right. They absolutely yeah. got him right. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, do they go if they're doing a penguin TV show, they probably, they probably don't go in that direction. Although, you know, they, they could, but at this point he's just kind of like a a mob boss. He's not like, but I guess that he was in the original also, right. Danny DeVito really kind of like, um, he was a literal penguin. He was a literal penguin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With literal penguin soldiers, penguin hands too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little, um, um, uh, I mean, and they've done they've done Bane twice, and they still haven't done Bane right. But I mean, how much can you really do with Bane? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, Luchador who breaks Batman's back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, uh, I, I mean, is something. I mean, we know that this Batman is living in a fantastical universe. Because he lives in the same universe as Shazam and Superman and Wonder Woman and um, and Aquaman. At least that was my impression in the trailers that we got. It's, it was like listing all of the upcoming things. So I, I, I didn't get any sense that it was going to be a separation from, um, from the rest of the Justice League. So is it something where it's like they introduce Victor Freeze, but do it in a way where it's like he's not already Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Do they do it in a way where you just kind of uh, where, where he's just Victor Freeze and eventually builds up to that. Um, uh, you know, H- Hush, you know, uh, maybe, I'm not sure if there's enough intrigue with the character. You know, you'll, you have like Black Mask. Yeah, I've got like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this one was so good. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see where they're going to go with this. But, I mean, I do like the world they've built. And I think it's a perfect time because Marvel right now is on a very – it's almost in a rebuilding year, if you want to talk sports terms. You know, you ha- you've you're finished yes. up finished up with Endgame. We're, we're very familiar with that. Yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> the Oriole fans. Um, yes. So, so yeah, you basically you know you've you've lost some of these actors that kind of are tired of playing the parts. Now you're you're going with some some other people. Some movies like The Internals have have not done well. Uh, I think that I mean some of those movies that they show with with um, the Rock movie was a Black Adam. Some of those movies yeah. look really good, and I'm I'm not I've never been a huge DC guy, but uh, I'm intrigued by some of those movies they have coming out and some of the shows they're doing for HBO Max. It's going to be mm-hmm. you know, this is a time for them to kind of catch up with Marvel, and I think it's a they're going with a more realistic, gritty, you know, adult type movie than than some of the Marvel ones are, which you know those are probably make more money, but these are going to live on probably longer uh, with people rewatching them. I'm trying to think of like the what's the most memorable scene for you in this movie uh it might be the reveal of the batmobile and it's not the coolest batmobile which is interesting but just the way that they treated it where it was just kind of like this terrifying fire-breathing beast coming out of the shadows like a monster yeah Uh uh-huh yeah they treated it with so much weight um i thought that was a really a really cool scene. That was one that I remembered. Um, that I remember uh, uh, standing out in my memory. Um, there were there, there were so many good there were so many good moments. Um, the I mean I just kind of like the way that they portrayed the Riddler from the shadows is just like very very creepy. Batman walking out for the first time was like a really uh, a, a really great shot um but yeah i mean i would have to say intro of the batmobile um i'm there with you that was that was cool and i, I want to see a better shot i mean it was it was dark it was a you know a high speed chase or whatever i want to see what that car looks like kind of like you know in in the daylight or or maybe in the bat cave or something um I, a couple and what a high speed and what a yeah. high speed chase yeah. that was insane that was i don't know how they filmed that but it was it was amazing yeah uh just weaving through cars and stuff um a couple things jonah hill was almost ca- he wasn't originally talks for the riddler but then backed out i think he wanted too much money or something and so then it went to paul dano i can't picture this movie with jonah hill as the as the serial killer villain i don't know i mean he's gonna no, have- no it, it, especially after seeing dano do his work yeah um it made me. Th- it made me remember back in the Keaton days. Robin Williams wanted to play the Riddler, and I'm really like I love Robin Williams. I'm glad he didn't play the Riddler because it, it would have probably felt like just like another Robin Williams yeah. character, kind of like in the way that Jim Carrey felt like a very like over the top, just like Jim Carrey type character. Um, this felt like it was the Riddler. They just completely submitted to the characters. Both um, the director and uh, Robert Pattinson credited Nirvana and specifically Kurt Cobain as being an influence in this movie for Bruce Wayne. I don't know. I guess, you know, it's kind of a little bit deep there. But, I mean, he, you know, kind of, I guess, the fact that he doesn't want to be famous, doesn't want to be out in the limelight as this playboy type character. Um, it, you know, he was just living, <laughs> living in the shadows and just wanted to do his thing, you know, be left alone kind of. So I guess it makes sense. So the bags under his eyes were not make up from his bath suit. It was yeah. just from doing exactly. way too much heroin like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Um, 
did, did you like the score i really like oh the my score. god i just played it on the intro yeah it's an amazing just the just the almost like a western uh type song just yeah very good i mean the whole the whole soundtrack was good um a lot of people are saying it's kind of similar to the darth vader kind of intro music but uh that's not that's not a bad thing that's very iconic song yeah um what's uh so this this frank is your is your top batman movie of all time i'm assuming 100 percent. i feel like that this is the batman movie that we've waited for and and all the other batman movies have their place um, we couldn't have gotten here without all of those. They just kind of like all had a little bit of their problems with they, they gave you like a, uh, a taste of what Batman should be when in 89, when Keaton's Batman came out, it was the first real time that a superhero movie really felt like it belonged on the big screen. I mean, you grew up with like Superman stuff like that and Superman, I suppose, cracked it, but it took a while. There was a, a lot of space between uh between the between superman and superman 2 before it completely you know jumped the shark with yeah. superman 3 yeah, and yeah. superman 4 and then uh and, and, until batman came out um but you know i mean you know you had jack playing joker like jack and with very iconic um it did but it didn't necessarily feel like the uh it, it didn't necessarily feel like the joker uh, I love Batman Returns again, kind of like very kind of cartoony. Joel Schumacher turned it into basically like turning it into a McDonald's toy commercial <laughs> yeah. for two movies, um, and you know with with, with huge huge problems that are just kind of become huge jokes, especially with Batman and Robin. Um, Nolan really brought it back. Um, and I mean the Nolan verse is is great. I I really liked Batman Begins. The ending I'm not so hot on. Uh, Dark Knight is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like still like a couple of things. Like I said, felt like a movie and a half in one movie. Um, and and the last one, you know, I think that we know that that's probably the weakest of the three, but still, like, it was a pretty good movie. Um, and then, you know, the Batflex stuff really, you know, is, and, and that's not that Batman, Superman, and Justice League. That, that's not all on like Batman's shoulders because they just really couldn't figure out what they wanted to be. It felt like it felt like every, a lot of cooks. Yeah. wanted to put yeah. their seasoning inside of one stew. Um, this felt like a great unified vision for someone who really loved Batman, really loved the core, and when it really wanted to get down into not just being like, oh, he's a detective too. It'd be like, no, he's a he's a detective first. Yeah. And this yeah. is and this is a thing that really makes him special. Where does Pattinson rank on your Batman rankings? Um I like him. I like him a lot. Um, you know, the uh, I'm I'm still kind of settling into it because, it, like you, like we were talking about earlier, it feels different. Um, it, it although it, I like it a lot better than I thought that I was going to. I think yeah, that you you know I like Rob Pattinson as an actor. I think that so many people, myself included, you, you can't help but be like, oh, the Twilight guy, but. Um, 
but he's done a lot of really great work. I think he's really trying to shed the, mm-hmm. uh, the whole Edward Cullen kind of stuff. He yeah. did, um, well, he did the lighthouse with Willem Dafoe, yeah, which was, tenant, was so good. He was, re- yeah, he was really great in tenant. Um, and I think that, I, I think that this is going to kind of like really catapult his, his image in the eyes of a lot of fans. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I it, it is hard to, to shake that, like, you know, the, the, the screech powers type of thing where you just see somebody as one character <laughs> for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But, but I mean, now, nowadays there's so many different avenues for people to go into. It's, you know, like you said, you can do a comedy and action movie, you know, just, you get to pick the right roles and really, uh, with, with all these superhero movies, it's easy to do. Um, again, uh, I can't, and, and, and I, th- and, and I think there's also something when you are in a movie with a lot of actors who are phenomenal that just like, you just can't help but be elevated by them. Mm-hmm. You're in a movie with a Paul Dano, with a John Turturro, with Colin Farrell. And all of a sudden you're in that same conversation mm-hmm. with, and, and you don't feel like you're out of place in it. So I think that, I, I, I think that we're just, uh, you know, he was, he, he felt like he could have been, you know, a teenage heartthrob. And I think he's really trying to separate from the pack as a, uh, as an actor, I haven't heard anyone really turned off by him at all. So, um, you know, hopefully this is just the beginning of big things for him. Uh, the, just want to touch on the, the three hour thing is, is, is a long movie. It's a very long movie. It doesn't feel as long as three hours, but it is long. I mean, I, I just, in general, I don't want to sit in a movie theater for three hours, even if it's, you know, watching Scarlett Johansson do jumping jacks. I, I just can't, you know, <laughs> sit there for that long. I just don't have the attention span anymore. But um, this this went by fast. I want to see it again. I, there's not too many movies I've seen in the theater that I want to see them again in the theater. I would would not mind seeing it in the theater, but I am definitely going to check it out on HBO Max. But if you're listening to this, yeah. you already know what happened in the whole movie. Uh, definitely check it out in the theater because it just it's not going to do justice anywhere else it's just such a you know, sometimes in, in when you're watching tv at home something is too dark on the screen it doesn't show up well tvs don't really have the unless you have a really nice tv i mean i don't i don't work for mattel so i don't have a nice, nice of a and, tv as you and, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they pay me the medium <laughs> um and there's also the idea of the surround sound like yeah. the movie theaters have got like yeah. really great sound systems for popcorn. a movie like this and the popcorn is is all you need really <laughs> I went to the movie. I love going to the movies by myself. I don't know if you ever did that. I just left work early uh-huh. on Friday and just, yeah, you know, the, the theater was maybe 40%, 50% filled. And it was just, you know, could sit there, didn't have to entertain anybody or, you know, tell my son who these characters are and, you know, just sit there and yeah. take it all in. But, um, that's one of the things I missed in most about COVID is, is going to the movies because some, some things you have to see on a big screen. So, uh, I think it's double thumbs up from us, man. I loved having you on. One hundred percent. We didn't talk about a single wrestling figure, so that's good. And um, no. <laughs> sure, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you like the little break from that. Um, people asking you about stuff, but you, you can follow Rob on Twitter at Robert in three D or Instagram. Yes, really, Rob is uh, different on both of those, but uh, a good follow for both. Rob, thank you for coming on. Uh, you're a two-time guest now, so that's a that's a special. I know. To send you I like know. A, send you a, a fruit cake or something. I don't know. But, I can't uh, wait until the thir- I can't wait until the third time. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, I'll get you on again, man. It's a good time. I mean, the, the for time, sure. The, the time difference isn't bad, but uh, maybe we'll if the Orioles go to the uh, the World Series, we'll do like a like a, a live stream and we'll just get drunk the whole time. There you go. <laughs> Might have a few years to wait for yes. that. <laughs> I'm all, but for I'm sure. totally game. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate having you on. Appreciate it. All right, dude. Talk to you soon. You too.
All right, Robert Rudman from Mattel talking Batman. Uh, definitely check this movie out, guys, if you haven't already. Um, if you liked this, definitely check out our normal feed. I think I'm going to try to do some more of these um, as much as any big movie. I'm not going to do every movie that comes out. I'm not going to do Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or something, but um, I am actually looking forward to that, But uh, mainly because my son likes it. But great movie. Thank you, Robert, for joining us, and um, thank you guys for listening. Stay classy. We'll talk to you soon.